0: To him, was this if the apostles fabricated these stories, then why did they portray themselves as a bunch of bungling idiots? If these guys are trying to start their own church and they're going to tell story, make up stories, okay? Why in the world would they include, you know, Peter denying Jesus three times? You realize every time Peter got up to preach, and this is the guy, you know, this is the guy, he's the leader of the early church. This is your leading spokesman. You're trying to start a new church here, okay? That's some pretty bad PR, public relations, to fabricate a story about him denying Jesus three times. Because every time he gets up to take the podium to speak, he probably could hear all this little muttering going on. Like, That's him. That's him. It's the guy I told you about. He's the one that blew it—the biggest day of his life—and he denied Jesus three times. You don't. Know, you know. And then the the other. You know, uh, John followed Jesus to the cross, but the um, other nine guys, because the twelfth was Judas who killed himself. But the other nine guys, they were hiding. So I mean, I mean, if you're going to try to start a new religion by fabricating stories, you're going to give yourself a resume like that. Oh yeah, I was uh, yeah, Pe- well Peter, yeah, he blew it. He denied Jesus three times, but not me. I was I was too busy hiding under a bed. They weren't going to get put me in a position where I had to deny Jesus. I was just going to hide. I was going to go into the courtyard of the high priest. You know, so I mean, if you're going to fabricate stories, you've got to do a better job than that. And um, that's why it's got this ring of authenticity. Okay? Um, Okay. um, uh, Joseph of Arimathea's tomb. Very few... The Jesus' seminar is different. They just don't care about the evidence. But very few New Testament critics believe that this was fabricated that Jesus was uh, buried in Joseph Arimathea's tomb because he was was a member of the Sanhedrin are are the apostles really going to do that their most powerful enemies they're going to invent a character who doesn't exist and claim that he's on the Sanhedrin the Jewish ruling council of 70 members you know that would be like me trying to start a religion about Lenny who rose from the dead And saying that uh, some, you know, senator, some United States senator saw Lenny uh, or buried Lenny in in his grave plot or whatever and stuff, you're not going to fabricate that because it's so easy to check out and prove false, especially if the Senate had it out to get me, which the Sanhedrin had it out for uh, the uh, Christian church. So that's accepted as authentic. Um, Now, you go to Jesus' seminar, and Crossan believes that Jesus' body was thrown into a a common grave, a big ditch with a bunch of other corpses of executed criminals. And where's the evidence, you know, John Dominic? It's just not there. But that's all right. The the evidence has nothing to do with that guy's views. Okay, um, the apostles died martyrs' death. Do you realize men do not die for what they know to be a hoax? Okay. It's one thing for guys to make up stories and lie to people for personal gain. But why would you lie and make up stories to get yourself killed? To lose your job? To get persecuted? To get thrown to wild beasts? To get crucified? You know, um, um, their dying martyrs that's proved that they really, really were sincere. And at least to point number eight, they really believed that they saw Jesus alive numerous times. The, all of these are acknowledged as facts by most New Testament scholars today. Uh, we already mentioned number nine. Number ten, that the worship day was changed to Sunday by Orthodox Jews. Hey, God told the Jews to um, set aside the Sabbath day, the seventh day. Why did the early church all of a sudden switch it from Saturday to Sunday? God said, set aside Sabbath because of His creation work. He created the universe in six days. He rested on the seventh day. Okay? So, in their mind, in the mind of Orthodox Jews, something as big as the creation event or bigger had to occur for them to get the hint, okay, now He wants us to gather on Sunday. Jesus rose from the dead on Sunday, and almost everyone, if not all, of His post-resurrection appearances were on Sundays. And so they said, okay, Lord, we get the hand, okay? You take the resurrection. If the resurrection didn't happen, you've got no explanation as to why Orthodox Jews would change the day of worship from Saturday to Sunday. And also, the church grew rapidly in Jerusalem. Now, keep in mind, point number nine, the resurrection was preached in Jerusalem. And the church grows rapidly in Jerusalem. And Jesus had been buried where? In a tomb near Jerusalem, just outside Jerusalem. So, if Jesus' corpse is rotten in that tomb, um, you know, the church isn't going to grow. I mean, I mean, you could explain the growth of the Islamic faith, the early growth of the Islamic faith without a miraculous Muhammad. You could explain the growth of early Buddhism without a miraculous Buddha. But you cannot explain the growth of early Christianity Without a risen miraculous Christ, okay, um, because you got the earliest message where this is what it was, and if it were not true, the people would have known that. Um, um, now you turn back to the other page. With the resurrection accounts, there's only four possibilities. The resurrection accounts of Christ that we have in the New Testament, they could be legends, okay? New Testament reliability shows that they're not. Okay, they're not legends. These accounts date right back. You go to the ancient creeds of Christ's resurrection; it goes right back to the events itself. So they're not legends. Okay. Well, then maybe the maybe the apostles were lying. Okay, or maybe they were sincere, but they were deceived. And the only other alternative, they were telling the truth. Well, the resurrection accounts were not legends. Legends take centuries to form, to, to form long after the eyewitnesses are gone. Uh, But we showed that these were written by eyewitnesses or people who knew the eyewitnesses. And the ancient creeds take us right back to the events themselves. The apostles were not lying about the resurrection. They didn't steal the body and fabricate the resurrection accounts. They claimed they saw the resurrected Christ numerous times and died martyrs' deaths for these claims. Men do not die for what they know to be a hoax. Selfish people lie for personal gain. Okay? Okay. The apostles, their stories that they told um, got them beaten and eventually got them killed. Um, they had nothing earthly to gain from this, and uh, it shows that they were sincere uh, about their beliefs. Um, the, the apostles were not deceived concerning the resurrection. Uh, um, all natural, alternative, naturalistic theories have failed. To say that Jesus just passed out on the cross, that was refuted by uh, liberal critics themselves. That the apostles went to the wrong tomb, that they hallucinated. Um, you know, we really don't have time to go into all these. But just with the hallucination theory, why that fails is modern psychology has shown that a hallucination, by definition, occurs inside somebody's mind. See, you and I could both have uh, an experience sense experience of this pulpit because it exists outside of our minds okay but if I think I'm seeing a red elephant okay that's something that occurs inside my mind so you can't have the same hallucination as me okay Um, so you can't have 12 people like you know 11 people like the apostles you certainly can't have 500 people at one time um, having the same hallucination, um, Jesus. Saw, they also report Jesus told them to touch his wounds. You can't do that if it's an hallucination. That he ate fish in their presence. Um, swoon theory: the blood and water flowing from the side. Modern science, modern medical science has shown that that only happens in a corpse. If you if you pierce this side, and and blood flows alongside a clear, transparent. Uh, Substance flows alongside it. Don't, call, don't even bother calling a doctor. You're already dead. And um, the two possible causes of death there and both are consistent with crucifixions, asphyxiation or a heart, uh, rupturing of the heart. Um, but um, whatever the case, the only alternative there is that the apostles told the truth and that uh, Jesus uh, rose from the dead. Um, now, with Christ's deity... Since the New Testament accounts are reliable, we've shown that. Jesus claimed to be God, and so either he was a liar, or he was, you know, insane, um, or he was telling the truth. And um, let me tell you, one of the biggest misunderstandings we have in America today, both inside the church and outside the church, we put Jesus in the wrong category. You know, if I ask you, do you think Jesus belongs in a category with Buddha, Confucius, Muhammad, Gandhi, um, Abraham? Does he belong in that category? Or does he belong in a category with Jim Jones, Charles Manson, um, David Koresh? Which category does he belong? In? Most people, even Christians, would say well, he belongs in this one with these nice founders of other religions. No, those guys never claimed to be God. These guys did. You see, when we put Jesus in this other group, which he doesn't belong, he doesn't stick out, because they were all nice guys. Put Jesus in the category with the other people who claim to be uniquely God, okay? and all of a sudden he sticks out like a sore thumb. Why? Because every one of those other guys was eventually shown to be insane, a fanatic, they got their followers killed, You know, they gathered a small band of followers, and they drink juice and all die. Um, In Jesus' case, he claims to be God. 2,000 years later, one of every three people on the planet Earth agree with him that he was God. Um, So it's pretty tough to call Jesus a liar or insane. Um... Uh, but whatever the case, let me just—we'll just turn to this page here. Evidence for Christ's deity: um, Jesus called God Abba. Uh, it, it's not quite calling him Daddy, but it's saying that he's my pop. Okay? No rabbi in ancient times even came close to trying to claim to be have that intimate of relationship with the Father. Jesus is truly, truly statements. Truly, truly, I say unto you. Or verily, verily, I say unto you. Or amen, amen, I say unto you. They tried to find something close to that in Jewish literature. Nothing at all. Do you know? They realized the only thing that they found even close to that was in the Old Testament. Thus saith the Lord. Okay. Uh, the only difference between thus saith the Lord, thus saith the Lord, is this is what the Lord, and that's, and He's not me. Says. Truly, truly, I say to you, is claiming the same authority, but Jesus is claiming, I am the Lord. He's like, truly, truly, hey, listen, listen, everybody, God is talking, and here's what I've got to say. Um, Jesus' favorite title for himself was the Son of Man. They can't blame this on the early church and say they put this in Jesus' mouth. Son of Man is mentioned 81 times in the New Testament. 80 of them are in the Gospels by Jesus. The only guy that ever mentioned Son of Man outside the Gospels was Stephen. Uh, when he was right about to be stoned or when, while he was being stoned um um uh, and, and by the way son of man it he was, he was a messianic title he gave to himself it was taken from the book of Daniel one like a son of man coming on the clouds of heaven the conquering king um Jesus was considered an exorcist uh by friend and foe these, these are all acknowledged by the majority of New Testament scholars today um he claimed to be able to forgive sin. He basically said, hey, look, hey, you know the temple in Jerusalem? Don't worry about it. You don't have to go there. I'll forgive your sins right here and now. You can buy, bypass the God-ordained sacrificial system, you know, and Jews immediately, Jewish religious leaders immediately saw he was claiming to be God. But it's acknowledged by most New Testament critics today that he claimed to be able to forgive sin. He believed he had authority over the temple. That's why he can cleanse it, kick guys out. In the Jewish mindset, the presence of God was greatest. The special presence of God was greatest in the temple. That was the greatest incarnation of God. Jesus was saying, "Ah, "That temple's got nothing. Doesn't even come close to this temple." And that, by the way, that is my temple. I can clean it any time I want. But you destroy this temple. You want a sign of my authority? Destroy this temple. I'll raise it up in three days. And so he was claiming. I am a more perfect incarnation of God than the temple. The temple is just a type of my incarnation. Um, uh, Jesus believed he could perform miracles. He believed he would usher in the kingdom of God and that he would be the king of God's kingdom. He believed a person's eternal destiny rested on him. Those nine are all accepted almost universally by New Testament critics today. Yet, they don't want to draw the conclusion, therefore, he thought he was God, and he is God. Um, The the fact that he fulfilled numerous Old Testament prophecies is probably the strongest evidence that Jesus is the Jewish Messiah. It's just New Testament critics usually don't study the Old Testament. So, very rarely you find people who would view like that. But let me me just give you this uh, in closing. The Jesus of the Bible is the Jesus of history. Every time somebody rejects him, they invent a Jesus in their own image who wouldn't even be worth crucifying, wouldn't even upset anybody. But let me just leave you with this. This is the kind of things that New Testament scholars are finding. When Jesus said that no one knows the day or the hour of my return, not even, not even the Son knows, only, only the or the angels, but only my Father who is in heaven, why is that passage accepted as genuine by even the most fire-breathing liberal critics? Well, the reason is, is because Jesus... Why would the apostles fabricate a passage where Jesus said that he didn't know something? Because that one passage has been used as ammunition against Jesus and against Christianity for 2,000 years. So the apostles would not have made that up because it contains um, Jesus saying that he didn't know something. But when he's saying that, he refers to himself as the Son talking about the father he's claiming to be the son of god which all new testament scholars are in agreement that if somebody claimed to be the son of god in the jewish mindset of first century ad he would be claiming to be equal with god and um so uh but basically new testament most new testament critics will give you all these factors but they just don't want to draw the conclusion because they're not ready to bend the knee Uh, God bless you. Thanks so much for your patience, uh because...